0: All right, and here we are with Exalted. Off Topics. Today, The Abyssals. I am Devin, and with me we have... Peter. So, Peter, we are in December 2016, almost close to Xmas, and today we are talking about The Abyssal Exalted in our series on the different Exalted character options. Yep. So, the Abyssal Exalted were uh, fairly popular, actually. They showed up as, I think, like the fourth or fifth book in first edition. Hmm. Like, they came out fast. Um, And they kind of... I don't want to say they changed the game, but they're like one of the original Exalt types. You had Solars, Lunars, Sidereals, Dragonblooded, and Abyssals. Like, that was all of them when they popped in. And then eventually Alchemicals came up. But no one really counted for additional Alchemicals, because it sucked. (laughs) But introduced some wild concepts. Um, so an abyssal. An abyssal is a quote-unquote solaroid. That's -hmm. how people call them. Solaroid? Yeah, solaroid, because it's of a solar. So, abyssal exaltations in classical, exalted, over-explaining mythology is the solars were trapped in what was called the Jade Prison, sealed away in the sky and the sea, or inside an actual giant urn, depending on your interpretation of it. Not that important. And the... Death Lords and the Yosies, or no, the Neverborn and the Yosies, well, they wanted the Solars, their shards, and they wanted to make them their servants, and they wanted to wreck everything. So they made a deal uh, with each other and set up a plan to find where this Jade Prison is, crack it open, capture the Solars, and turn them into their own servants. And that's what happened in first, second, and presumably third edition. Uh, the Solars got free, the Neverborn captured a bunch of them and gave some to the Yozis, and then turned these Solar Exaltations into Underworld-aspected Exaltations that they had on a leash, and they could hand out to people who were dying to accept and become champions of the dead. And yeah, that's kind of their thing. They have always been, in a meta sense, billed as the evil Solars. This is before Infernals came out. But Exalted suffers from that white wolf thing of needing a big villain and an apocalypse scenario. So the Abyssals are the evil Solars, the antagonist Splat. You know, kind of like how uh, the fucking Sabbat was treated before the Sabbat gave way to the... What was it called? The Sabbat gave way to like the 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 Asimites or like another type of Sabbat, like the Black Hand. Yeah. But then you can play the Black Hand, and then it gave way to like the 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 Space the CBC, and that gave way to playing the Bali, who have that demon power that lets them summon the devil at dot six and end the game. Yeah. Well, this is the vein in which abyssals were generated. They were, you know, evil solars, yeah. and once they were. In the game, um, they of course needed all this infrastructure and background to them to kind of explain the way. So it's fairly hard to talk about just Abyssals without talking about everything else surrounding them. Including like a crash course on what the underworld is. Yeah, so uh,
1: I think you mentioned to me a bit back that I'm sort of the first of the antagonist exalts you have in the game. And I guess this and a
0: couple next after plays will be dealing with all those antagonists for the game. Yeah, unfortunately, that's exactly what it is. Abyssals, Infernals, and Alchemicals were introduced as antagonistic forces. And in true White Wolf faction, it was poorly done, uh, ruined a lot of really interesting character concepts, and was so ham-fisted and short-sighted that it has taken three editions to peel back and undo some of that damage it's done into the collective gamer consciousness. For what these exalt types are. Yep. So what? Should we crash course in about the whole setup for this? Well, yeah. Because if you want to talk about
1: abyssals, you have to talk about death If you want to talk about death you have to talk about neverborn. With neverborn, you have to talk about
0: ghosts. And All this so fucking on. shit. And you start, I guess, with the underworlds. Yeah. This this is not the fun part of it. We can't just fucking talk about the abysses. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So underworld didn't exist. When creation was made. Because Titans can't die. What are you, drunk? What are you, stupid? What are you, crazy? Then the Titan War happened and a bunch of Titans died. And when they died, instead of being Titans and instead of just reformatting and becoming a different Titan, they became what were called the Neverborn. Husked out, calcified, uh, fossilized, dead, uh, aborted god fetuses that sunk to the lowest part of creation and tried to reincarnate. But they couldn't reincarnate. Because they were dead, and reincarnation was never meant to reincarnate titans. Because reincarnation yeah. is an actual system that exists in creation. It's a it's a thing that pushes people through life and death and sorts out the souls. So because the neverborns couldn't reincarnate, they created this giant sinkhole, gravity well, black hole around them called Oblivion, which is you know a, an evil form of entropy, nihilism that eats away at everything. And these guys orbit around this black hole, sinkhole, the weight of their power created. And that created Oblivion. And then from Oblivion spring, the Underworld. Which is like a mere copy of creation where when people die because of the Neverborn existing, instead of going straight through reincarnation, no take backsies, sometimes they just wouldn't. They just hang out in this weighted down black hole place called the Underworld. And that's where ghosts came from because ghosts didn't exist before then. So in the first stage they were like, oh, that's neat, whatever, cool. Let's uh, exploit this for resources. And then some Lunars went to the tombs of the Neverborn and actually opened up their fossilized bodies to learn necromancy and woke up the Neverborn and gave them agency.
1: hmm
0: Bunch of bullshit. Whatever. So fast forward to after... Fast forward to after the usurpation. All the Solars be dead. All the Lunars are gone. Dragonblood are in charge. Sidereals. Blah blah blah. Jerk off hand motions. So the Neverborn, they're in the Underworld. And most of the Solars, when they died, and most of the people who were in the usurpation, when they died, they just went on. They just moved on to a new life. Some didn't. Some had unfinished business at being murdered and betrayed by everyone that they thought were their allies. So you had all these Solars and dragon blood showing up in the underworld, you know, without their charms or their exaltation, being the ghosts in the cells, still being competent warriors and stuff. And apparently there was a bunch of bullshit in the Underworld, because when, um, when all the Solars and the Usurpation and the Dying happened, a lot of the Infrastructure Creation died too, and those showed up as horrifying specters and monsters in the Underworld. So the Solars and the Dragonblooded who were left behind teamed up together and led glorious undead armies and murdered all the horrible things in the Underworld, and, and set right and set up empires and saved people from themselves... And then you know their job done. They passed on into Lethem, went to reincarnation. Finally, being friends on the battlefield after betraying one another.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Super good. Some of these people that died were cunts though,
1: <laughs>
0: and did not go quietly. Now, this is the part we have to bring up that third edition might be fixing this because this has always been universally overexplained and dumb. We are going to tell you first and second editions version of this, listeners, so that we can articulate exactly why dumb, how dumb this is. So. 13 solar ghosts did not pass on to left and did not go peacefully they were like we've been murdered yo and we're fucking furious about it so the neverborn were like we'll give you unlimited power if you will work towards destroying everything that ever existed and the death lords were like yes definitely it's like when uh, you give the button and you're like, if you press this button, some you will get a million dollars and someone random in the world will die. And if you gave it to these guys, they just kept hitting the button before he was even done a sentence. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So we get the 13 Death Lords. And canonically, only nine are ever described because you're supposed to invent the other four to the storyteller. But the storyteller never would. Yeah. Or they would and it'd be interesting. But well, for the most part, you stick with the main ones. So these Death Lords, I'm just going to name them. Go ahead. First Forsaken Lion, he's the general. He's Sauron from the Lord of the Rings. He's a big, angry guy with a mace who runs around being the murder machine. The Mask of Winters is Emperor Palpatine, or stupid if you fall exalted first and second edition, but he's basically Emperor Palpatine. He's an evil, treacherous sorcerer. The Dowager of the irreverent, vulgate, and unrent veils is um, some chick who hangs out in a well... And she hung it over that well long enough that the Great Contagion showed up in that well. And then she plucked the Great Contagion and hucked it at creation and almost killed everyone. That's the Dowager. She doesn't do anything else because in 2nd edition they updated her lore that the well... They said the well originally went to parallel realities. But they updated to say it didn't. And it said the well just goes to oblivion. And the Great Contagion was a fluke. So she spent... Okay, you know... No, she's, she's dumb. <laughs> They're all dumb. We'll get into this, listeners. They're all dumb. The Bathistava anointed by Dark Water, also known as the Silver Prince. He is West Direction Death Lord. If you're ever doing something abyssally in the West, you are dealing with the Silver Prince. He has an island chain called Skullstone. Oh, and he has no. evil pirate ships that are undead. And I think he practices communism. Oh no. Or something, alright? And he has like death camps. It's Waterworld. It's just a Waterworld villain. Just just ignore it. He looks like a hot dude or something. It's not important. Mm-hmm. Then you have the lover clad in Raiment of tears, who is the sex death lord. She's all about being a succubus. She's all about the porkins. That is her hat. It's the only piece of clothing she does wear. <laughs> not important. Then you have, and oh my fucking Christ, Princess Magnificent with lips of coral and robes of black feathers. Also known as the black heron. You know, like a fish or a bird. So Princess Magnificent um, is the most... Is like third in place for the most fuck-up of (laughs) fuck-ups. Her shtick is, is she was a death lord. And then she got her ass trounced in creation by a bunch of gods lying to her. And she ran away crying from that because she was afraid of being murdered again. And then the Neverborn were like, why do you suck so much? I hate you. And the Neverborn assigned her as the personal servant to the first forsaken lion. And the First Forsaken Lion has a hard-on for her, so he's like, this is great! <laughs> uh, and Princess Magnificent's like, I hate you, I hate everything, I hate myself, I hate literally everything. I guess she now feels the archetype of the woman's scorn or something. Some, she's incompetent. Like The, the one interesting archetype of the First Forsaken Lion and Princess Magnificent is if you kind of squint and look at them, they're like gothic versions of Mario and Princess Peach, or Bowser Mario and Princess Peach. A little, a little, well, a little. No. Like, like Princess Magnus even has like an umbrella that's like black lace, like Princess Peach probably has in Mario too.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I guess the interesting dynamic between the two of them because most of the definitely don't interact all that much. Yeah, just, well,
0: you actually have some forced relationship. Yeah, they live in like the same house, they're roommates and shit. Uh, she's not allowed to have a death. She's not allowed to have death nights, but she totally does. Yeah, because fuck you. Oh, and all right. Anyway. Then we have Iron Seven Despairs, who's like, he is, he is top of the incompetent. No, he's second in place for the most incompetent ever. So Iron Seven Despairs is the crafting Neverborn. Yeah. I mean, Death Knight. Pardon me. His That's shtick cool. is he has a robot arm, and he never got over being murdered by his other circle mates because they bullied him until he committed suicide. <laughs> so he finds the mortal reincarnations, or people who just look like his circle mates. Yeah. And then he gives them the exaltations, the corrupted solar exaltations of his old circle mates. And he just goes around torturing them in his cold house all the time. And he's a big, stupid waste of space who also faked his own death and appears as an abyssal, uh, an abyssal that he controls. Like he, he takes on the presence of a, of a hot chick and mm-hmm. has sex with his death knights and plots them against each other. He's a big waste of time. The neverborn Definitely want to flush him. Uh-huh. Even though they say that Nevermore knows he has some plans within plans, worlds within worlds, and they're not going to flush him because they're crazy. And it's like, whatever. He's like a nerd that, you know... <sighs> he's, like a, he's like a nerd, edgy, emo kid yeah. who has a robot hand. Oh, no. All right. And the next one is the Bishop of the Chalcedony Thurible, who... He's a bishop. He created his own religion And the only thing important about the bishop is when he goes into his combat form, he is literally made of dicks. Like, (laughs) this is an exaggeration. You need to read the write-up. He is made of, like, undead murder penises. Like, they're called penises. They're, like, super horrifying penis genitalia. And he, like, whips you with them as tentacles and murders (laughs) you. Oh, white wolf. I'm just, I'm not even shocked at this point. No one should be. And then it leaves us to the last on the list which is number one for most incompetent fuck-up of the Death Lords, The Walker in Darkness. Who, at first glance, you think that The Walker in Darkness is going to be, like, a really awesome, I don't know, maybe Chuck Norris, Walker, Texas Ranger reference? Nah. He's just a guy. Like, um, him and the Mask of Winters, when they were alive, and remember, this is first, second edition lore, so ignore it, because it's garbage. Him and the Mask of Winters actually escaped from the usurpation and lived in, like, a hotel together with a couple other solars for, like, a couple hundred years. And one by one, they killed each other off and then killed themselves. But the the, the Walker in Darkness doesn't remember this. He is crazy. So the Mask of Winters remembers, though. He's like, you're a dickbag. I'm going to plot against you and destroy you. And the Walker in Darkness doesn't remember this, and he's a putz. Literally, all of his plans are the other Death Lords playing him. So he is like the lowest loser on the loser totem pole. And then there are four others that don't matter because no one will ever make up their own Death Lord because you can all... <coughs> es- essentially because these... The, the, the nine are so uninspiring, so poorly written, so badly done and have such open-ended thematics that it's worth more time for brand name recognition to fix one of them and run them yep. than it is to just make up one whole cloth. Yep. Like it's just easier to patch up one of these dumb assholes. Now, why are these guys dumb assholes? You might be asking, listener, and I'm going to tell you why. Basically, in the first edition, because we need to have a villain Exalt team, their masters had to be the big bads. So in first edition, every single plot in Exalted that was a Doomsday plot was perpetrated by the Death Lords. They were always behind it. And because Abyssal were made from poorly written White Wolf design... Abyssals were actual slaves to the Death Lords. Like Abyssals had them on a choke chain and could like punish them through uh, their exaltation and could torture their casket where their exaltation flies back to when they die to make them hurt and talk to them. So if you were playing an Abyssal, you were a Putz slave.
1: <laughs>
0: so this was so bad that when the Alchemicals book came out for first edition, you know, Exalted, the Alchemicals, they included time of tumult like like doomsday scenarios in the Alchemicals book. And two of the doomsday scenarios are like the alchemicals showing up and causing a problem. Like, you know, Unicron shows up and you have a problem now and it's a locust crusade. Or like, I think the kukla wakes up because the alchemicals are strip mining too much. And then the other four doomsday scenarios are abyssal based. Literally one is the alchemicals show up in creation and as soon as they open up the portal, everyone inside isn't immune to the great contagion and dies. (laughs) <laughs> and then the abyssals El- and the death lords move in and use his world body as an undead beast planet to murder you with. Yep. Yeah. Or like they infect him and make him into a neverborn because Titans turned to neverborns so and the talk of them might turn to a neverborn one day. So it's just it's just it's just stupid after stupid after stupid with how they were written in first edition. <clears throat> now, by second edition, people realized they didn't want this anymore. So instead of being vaguely competent overbearing villains that ruined the setting by making you have to focus exclusively on defeating them in second edition like we're not going to have a thousand doomsday plots anymore no more kukla that's bullshit so to tone down why the abyssals wouldn't be like you know working for the death lords to ruin everything they made the death lords incompetent every single death lord took a level in in dumbass. <coughs> Uh, The First and Forsaken Lion was comically inept at being a leader and running armies. Mm. Um, The Mask of Winters basically fucks up literally everything except for taking over Thorns. But after that, he just hangs out in Thorns and doesn't really expand his empire. He plays political games. Uh, The Dowager literally sits at that well, the Well of Uder or whatever, Mm. looking for another great contagion, but will never find one because it's a joke. Because the well just goes to oblivion. So she will literally spend all of her time sitting at that well. She will never leave it. There is because she she thinks she has a plan. So she released the great contagion the first it, to to destroy everyone, right? Yep. So the great contagion was working. It was killing ten out of ten people infected, not nine out of ten people. Again, listeners, first and second edition lore. So then, at this point, the first Forsaken Lion's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She's going to get the kill? I want to kill. I'm going to kill Steel And him and some other Death Lord cracked open the Fair Folk defenses and let the Fair Folk rush in so that it would, you know, finish off creation and give it a death knell. Yep. Except the Wild coming in and tainted the Great Contagion and changed it so people could be immune to the Great Contagion. <laughs> and also pushed all of the invading military forces to, like, act more seriously. And eventually led like, to the Empress going to the Defense Grid and, like, saving creation. Yep. So that's how incompetent the First and Forsaken Lion is. He actually saved creation from the Death Lords. And oh. then after the Dowager is the lover clad in Raymond of Tears, who's just a sex vampire, so she's pointless. She will never do anything important. She once snuck a war strider into Lookshot. That's Yay. her schtick. Princess Magnificent it got spooked by three gods at Great Forks and, and was startled and dropped everything she was holding and ran away. Well, plus, uh,
1: I think also she was one of those that. Alerted everybody that the Death Lords are coming, therefore, yeah. everybody else knew to rally up.
0: Yeah, her being really obvious meant that people could, underst- could, could look up. It's like, what's a Death Lord? Because yeah. no one knew. And then the Mask of Winter showed up, and everyone's like, that's a Death Lord. Yep. Yeah. And then Iron Seven Despair only torture porns his own circle mates because he's incompetent and stupid and aloof and just the worst. Uh, the Bishop is a Dong monster. The Silver Prince runs the West and has a communism society. And the Walker in dar- darkness, I, I literally cannot ha- I cannot hold any information about him. He is so bland. Uh, I know he might have a hammer. That's all that's I remember. Nice. So these are the Death Lords, and of course they did all this work to you know make the Death Lords stupid in Second Edition, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so there wouldn't be villains anymore. Yeah. And then Infernals came out, and they made Infernals and the Yozis breaking out of Malpheus the villains.
1: Oh yeah, I'll always have to have some Doomsday tank. Yeah, White wolf.
0: yeah, So I spent like twenty minutes talking about the Death Lord. So they're they're dumb. They're easy to manip- manipulate. They they always fuck up. They always make mistakes. They always plot against each other and like fight. And they're they're not a threat to anyone except when the writing demands they be. It was. Oh yeah, sure. Anyway, all right. So the next thing then is that now that you have these big villains. You have the Abyssal Exalted. Finally, we can get to them. Now, the Abyss of Exalted, for the most part, in 1st and 2nd edition. Um, 2nd edition, this was much more prevalent. Um, From a mechanic's perspective, they are another type of solar you can play. Mm Mhm. And the cool thing about them is that, um, you know, they have a really cool gothic death necromancy theme to them. And their charms are kind of like solar charms. They work in the area of human excellence. But also murder. <laughs> Abyssals were basically the, the murder machine exalts. They were, they were better at killing, better at causing disease, better at blighting lands with necromancy. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem in 2nd edition, and I think a bit in 1st, is that when you opened up Exalted the Abyssals player book, yep. uh, a lot of the charms said, See Charm in, sol- in the Solar Core book. Wow, dick move. Yeah, so if you're buying the Abyssal's book, like, obviously, thank you, you would need the core book first. But this started this trend where you have to fucking keep cross-referencing between two books just to know what the fuck you're playing all the time. They didn't even bother to write new charms. They're like, these are mirror charms. They're mirrors of the solar charms because Abyssal's are mirrors of so solars. Then you should have fucking
1: just put it in the same book.
0: Right? But just say, oh, these are the charms you can take. List. Back. Oh, yeah, you can take these solar charms. How does it affect the tree? Fuck you. <laughs> um, or just make new charms. But again, second edition had problems. And I think first edition had some of this too. I don't recall. It's been a while since I've read The Abyssals. Mm-hmm. But uh, just one moment, please. So, yeah. Um, charms. What abyssals can do, and the last kind of thing on top of the charm power they have is. Abyssals have the option of flipping and becoming Solars. And they call this redeeming themselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's basically the plotline for Cecil Har- Harvey from Final Fantasy IV. Which First Edition was very into. It was a very much Final Fantasy, you know, escaflown kind of. Uh, heavier themes were drawn from it. So, you can flip back into being a Solar. And if you do, you don't have a great curse. Ooh, no more great curse. Okay. And Solars can become Abyssals.
1: Yeah, uh, because what was it? That since the great curse would lay down by the Neverborn, then they don't want to hamper their own minions, so they forgave them or they were lifted a curse from them uh, from the Abyssals. Therefore, oh no, that's not what happened at hmm. all.
0: You got okay, you no. got it totally wrong. So um. what happened? Are the Neverborn were like we have our own exalts now? They said in their crazy sleep. And mm-hmm. it's like, we formatted them into abyssals. Well, we're going to relieve the curse we put on them, and instead put on our own curse called Resonance. Mm-hmm. Where if they don't act in our ways and act towards our goals, we'll ping them with laser energy and kill people they love. <laughs> so if you become a solar, not only don't you have the Great Curse anymore, you don't have Resonance. And everyone can only do that Great Curse thing once to the solar host as a whole, so if they take it away, they can't put it back. Yep. Okay.
1: Also, um... Uh... Don't the abyssals uh, uh, can reach higher levels of the necromancy and stuff than everybody else?
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's that. Abyssals can learn. It wasn't that special in 1st and 2nd edition. Mm-hmm. Abyssals can learn. Necromancy is a mirror of sorcery, has 3 levels, and abyssals can learn the top le- level. Why none of abyssals mattered in 1st and 2nd edition is because of the stat blocks for the Death Lords. Mm-hmm. So, in 1st and 2nd edition, the Death Lords, and 2nd edition specifically, because 1st edition did this too, but 2nd edition they had like 20 dice and everything, like 5 billion health levels, and, and this is actually in the 2nd edition core book, Okay. every solar and abyssal charm ever printed, solar circle sorcery, and void circle necromancy, and any custom charm or artifact they'd ever want. Well, That's what Death Lords got. They were ghosts, but they were better than their exalts in every way. It was the stupidest, most short-sighted thing I could ever think of. So yeah, if you want to fight the, the if you want to fight Mask of Winters, you think he's Emperor Palpatine, right? He's a small, wizened old man with dark, lightning hands, necromancy. No, he's basically every Dawncast ever written up because he <laughs> has every solar and abyssal tree imaginable.
1: That's so fucked up.
0: Yeah. To the point where the second edition Mask of Winter stat block is actually a copy paste of the first of Forsaken Line stat block from first edition. They even forgot to change some of the ability names around. And the Mask of Winters, because he's a copy uh, a copy paste from our first edition stat block, does not have the newly introduced lore ability. Which means, because this wasn't the case in first, but it was in second, without a lore rating, you are illiterate. The canon in the core book of second edition, like, the first book they printed had a Emperor Palpatine evil wizard lore master scholar who was illiterate. Read to me. Yeah. That's that's how you beat him. You went on a very magical journey to teach him how to read. Yeah, he's like a Harlequin romance novel character. Teach me to read! Disney music playing in the background. The cat! The cat! Uh, The worst. So bad. That's how lazy they were. They didn't think of anything interesting for the Death Lords. They just gave them numbers, huge numbers, and were like, you have to fight this. They're so there is like the Uncovered Sun where you're not supposed to pick a fight with them, because they're, you know, detected NPCs. It is literally probably just like in White Wolf's Vampire where they gave you the stat block for Kane and it's just the big letters you fucking lose on it. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, fuck you. I didn't pay for this. Yeah. (coughs) So, why do the death... Why do abyssals matter? They didn't matter. Why would any abyssal matter when they would never have the stat block or the power that the deathlords would have? Who cares if they're the only ones who can access void circle necromancy? Every single deathlord has void circle necromancy. Even the dumb one. Even the mentally handicapped one had it. And all the lore charms, and all the craft charms, and all the planning charms, and all the war charms, all the charms that would make them grandmasters of strategy, planning, and being competent, they had. And the only reason they were incompetent was because the writers were freelance hacks.
1: Yeah, if you had like what, 13 unconquered sons just hanging around in the underworld, you yeah. think they'd invade creation
0: sooner, better, and. Yeah, their background and personality did not match up with their stats whatsoever. It was no. Just copy and paste. Really yeah. lazy. And they would have like, you know, unique custom powers, which basically means here's a stat block that gets 20 dice and 10 successes every roll. Any action they take is going to have these 20 dice and 10 successes automatically every roll. Yeah. And even stuff I make up on the fly to make you lose. Oh. Yeah. And we're back. So yeah. Uh, Solars can flip into Epistles. Epistles can flip to Solars. I think that was the last thing we were talking about. Yeah, pretty much. Um, or maybe we were talking about the Death Lords being just giant stat blocks. Uh, it's irrelevant. Well, I think we yeah. rant enough about it. Um, so with that part done, where does that leave us with Abyssals? Well, um, this,
1: they seem to be discovered the champions of the undead, so do they have anything related to being, like, you know, helping the ghosts or whatever, or is that just... Uh,
0: yeah, uh, Abyssals were, were pitched, or in the lore, they're, they're heralded as dark messiahs. They speak for the dead. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the shtick with the Abyssals is... They can go to, you know, communities of, of ghosts and people who've been passed over and just, you know, live in the underworld and help them in creation. They can go literally to creation and deal with it. And this is what makes Abyssals kind of great as a solar type. Uh, because in any solar game, you'll always get those NPCs that the Solars will, like, take pity on or, like, they'll get attached to and they'll be like, we have to make their life perfect. And abyssals can do the same thing, you know. You find these ghosts it's like, "Why are you sad, ghosts?" He's like, "Oh, my family doesn't worship me anymore, or the realm took over my ancestor cult and destroyed it." And the abyssal be like, "Well, fuck that!" And just flip into creation, murder that death, uh, that that immaculate cult, and set up a new death cult for them, and like propel them to heights of riches they'd never known. Yeah. So they they totally fit that archetype. Yeah. And so, that's yeah, that's kind of what souls are. They're they're heroes for the undead. They're they're, they're uh, this giant, imposing celebrity figure that ghosts would be uh, really attracted to. Yeah, so well,
1: I guess if uh, the third edition focused on that aspect of the uh, Death Knights,
0: then that might be some redeeming quality, I suppose. Right? It would be an interesting... <clears throat> Uh, You know, just just bringing that in. and The Underworld's been fundamentally changed in 3rd edition. It's it's no longer this giant mirror of creation. Instead, it's like a a raging typhoon, and there are pockets where afterlives exist. And some of them are hell, and some of them are heavens, basically, depending on which pocket you go into. Hmm, That's interesting. Yeah, so it's a a fairly diverse world you can traverse. Um, Other than that aspect of Abyssals, (coughs) what else would there be? Mm. I mean, there's not a lot to say about what you're doing when you play an Abyssal. When you're playing an Abyssal, you're playing a character that's like really good at wrecking things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, even their craft charms are more efficient than solar craft charms, in 2nd edition, if you're building murder weapons.
1: <coughs> yeah. I guess uh, we we'll talk about what their great curse is about, because I don't think we have explain that.
0: Yeah, Resonance, if you like say your own name, if, if you try to live your life before you became a Death Knight, before you became an Abyssal, then you get pinged with Resonance, which is this growing uh, out of sync with the, the Neverborn and Oblivion, you, you, you gather up like static until eventually vents, mm-hmm. and it's really bad when it happens. At higher levels, mortals that you like will just drop dead, or or lands will become despoiled and turn into shadowlands and stuff. Really gruesome shit. Hmm. Interesting. Pardon me. And again, in 1st and 2nd edition, this was used as a crude, stupid cudgel to take away agency from the Abyssal players. Hopefully, 3rd edition a little more nuanced. Because it was basically, like, it was implied that Death Knights and uh, Neverborn could just give you resonance if they were upset with you. Which meant that if you weren't always 100% of the time, by some DM's interpretations, trying to destroy creation, you were always gaining resonance. So you could never play a non-villainous Abyssal. Mhm. And yeah. Like in our <laughs> games, resonance only comes up when you're like like actively actively working against the Neverborn, not the Death Knights. Fuck the Death Knights. Yeah. But if if you're like building a I don't know, it would be like you're building a gun that when <coughs> fired into Oblivion would shrink Oblivion, not even kill a Neverborn, would just shrink Oblivion. They'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, resonance, resonance blowing yeah. on that whistle." Yeah, yeah. The resonance whistle. Um, yeah.
1: I also note here that um, something that people forget in Exalted, there's no baby Jesus here. So if you're taking the
0: candy from the Neverborn, that's still fine since, you know. Yeah, this came up in an essay for Infernals yeah. too, where yeah. there there is no morality in creation. <coughs> morality is only relevant to the people that are, you know, in that culture that are dealing with it. There's no good or bad. There just is. Pe- there's just people. So taking the deal from the Neverborn when you've, like, because you're dying when you get offered the exaltation. You've been laid low, you have great potential, but you're dying. And a death knight approaches you like in like a dreamlike state almost as you're bleeding out. Time slows down and they give you an offer. And if you take it, boom, you're in abyssal, you're, you exalt. And if you don't, why didn't you? Now you just die and it sucks. Yep. And you could have had a second chance, you have had unlimited power, but you didn't take it. Yep. You're an idiot.
1: Yep. Take the ultimate power. There's no string attached. Yeah, like...
0: Uh, why, why wouldn't you? And then there are other smaller things, <coughs> like... Um, there are free-roaming abyssal exaltations that just mm-hmm. go and exalt people that are worthy. That are dying or close to death, I think. Or even ones that aren't dying. So- sometimes you just <coughs> exalt as an abyssal, I-, I think, because they're not tied down by any uh, power.
1: That would be interesting. Like a little solar recitation, wanted to go back to its own
0: ways and find the worthy host. Yeah, guess. just doing its own thing. Um... <coughs> <coughs> okay, so uh, what did you want to talk about, Peter? What's your shtick? Well,
1: I guess we could reel back and talk about also the background that we could maybe try pulling something good out of. Like. Well, let's start something with the neverborn. <clears throat> so originally they were the primordials, they were creatures born in the wild itself, so I guess they didn't know any death and the whole concept of death was antithetical to them. Because, yeah, they just
0: they just kind of coalesced cool, out of the wild.
1: Yeah, because the wild is all about cycles, all about continuing and there's no stop. And similarly mm-hmm. I guess in creation they also didn't expect to die. So them Actually, being slain is uh, basically a paradox for them that this is something they would ever expect. So, they're not reincarnated, they're not alive, so it's completely weird to them. And I've seen the X-Men that they're very unsettling, even to their brethren, Yosida, that are still alive, <clears throat> because it's like, oh, they're very crazy, way of what they could eventually become. This interesting.
0: Yeah, the Neverborn are. Uh... <clears throat> really weird because you know they're they're creepy dead things right but they're the closest setting gets to cthulhu uh without it being cthulhu because Cthulhu's not a very interesting antagonist he's just Mm -hmm. some squid that you can't ever talk to and stuff whereas the neverborn are they're a little more approachable (coughs) they're in kind of a death dream coma Mm -hmm. where you can go inside and tap into their whispers and tap into their knowledge and their thoughts and kind of interact with them but they're uh they're kind of an approachable antagonist, but it's it's more rewarding to go through the Death Lords if you fix how Death Lords work, mm-hmm. uh, because those are more individualized people. You speak of the Whispers. What are the whole Whispers of the Neverborn? That's just what they are. The Neverborn. Um, the Neverborn exist in Oblivion, and above Oblivion is the Labyrinth, and the Labyrinth is the internal mind of the Neverborns, just splayed out forever. It's like the underworld version of the Wild, and in it is all of their dreams and memories and thoughts. Uh, that just exist, and the Whispers are their thought processes. So, um, specters and the Death Lords are basically big specters. Mm -hmm. Specters are Oblivion-tainted ghosts, and Abyssals tap into what are called the Whispers of the Neverborn, which is they hear (laughs) the voice of the Neverborn stronger because they're connected to Oblivion. Uh, Abyssals are Oblivion champions, not Underworld champions. Like, they're Oblivion first. Mm -hmm. So... Anything that's touched by Oblivion has the potential to hear the whispers, and do in small amounts, but there's actually a background trait abyssals and uh, specters could take to crank that up so they were more in tune with the Neverborn and could basically hear what they were saying.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they've also been discovered that they don't coordinate well, that maybe if they managed to work together, they would be able to destroy creation, but since they're so. Um, they're insane. Yeah, exactly. So they're insane. They cannot coordinate. They cannot. They're vague, they're barely aware of what's going on around them. Yeah. So, I guess the whole
0: great contagion, the invasion of creation, was that, was of that was the last Hazal. That was even them. That was the Death Lords that mm. did that. Like, the the, the biggest <coughs> contribution that the Neverborn made mm. were they made the Death Lords and then they showed the Death Lords how to do the whole Epistle Exaltation thing. Yeah. And thus, set up the Death Lords to be replaced by their successors. <laughs>
1: So yeah, I guess what's their motivationally?
0: Um, to was, be big evil set pieces yeah. for a fight. Well, they don't really have their own. Um, they don't have their own motivation. They don't have their own arc. The, the Neverborn are nothing. They're a set piece. Well,
1: I've seen this kind that since so they're to the world and they cannot die as long as creation as this. So they want to either let the <clears throat> everything descend into oblivion, so there's nothing anymore. Or perhaps let the wild sw- swipe in, take the whole creature with it, and then maybe they'll be able to restart themselves
0: again. It's best not to assign a reason, but the motivation they have. Because if you assign a reason, you, mm-hmm. you start to humanize them in the wrong ways, where mm-hmm. you can try and cheat their plan. Like, oh, you want to be alive again, why don't we just find a machine to bring you back to life or some shit. Mm-hmm. But the motivation, or not the motivation, the, 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 the goal of the Neverborn is to sink all of creation and probably all of the wild into that black hole of oblivion, into nothing. Mm-hmm. That's their shtick. That's what they're trying to do. And <coughs> trying to do that has manifested itself in specters, in the labyrinth, in the Death Lords, and now in the Abyssals. So if you were like, oh, what are the Abyssals, what, what are the Neverborn doing to destroy the world? Well, have you been fucking paying attention? They made Spectres in the Labyrinth and Death Lords in the Abyssals. Those are what they're doing. Those are their plans. Yeah. And those are working out pretty well.
1: I guess they're just throwing monkey wrenches into how creation works and slowly trying to grind to a
0: halt. Yeah, like like those are their plans. There isn't some secret, never born cadre. Fucking giving the Death Lords unimaginable <clears throat> power and turning Solars into Abyssals was the trick. Yep. That's the plan. <laughs> um. Fun side note. So, second edition of Bistles was supposed to kind of fix abyssals, right? And obviously didn't. It kept a lot of the more immature themes in the book. But the mechanics were supposed to be really ironed out. Mm-hmm. So, the mechanics were written, balanced for second edition, and published. And then when the book came out, people started reading the book and were like, why the fuck is this not balanced? What the fuck happened? And people took to the forums and complained, because a lot of the charms were fucked. And it turns out, the guys who did the system writing submitted to the editors. And the editors were fans. And they added their own charms in and rewrote Mm -hmm. some of the mechanics (coughs) and never passed it back to the system designers. So bad. Yeah. Like, uh... And in the two-year Rata, they have to fix a bunch of that stuff, too. That's why with the Abyssal uh, Brawl Tree, which is their martial art tree, um... Dark Messiah style or something? Uh, I don't remember. Dark... Dark Messiah hero style. Um... Basically, the capstone charm and a few others have to be cut entirely, uh from the uh, from from the book, like they gotta go, because they were added on, they were bolted on later and changed.
1: Okay. Um, so we're talking about ghosts, spirits, and so forth, maybe let's uh, explain it a little bit. So, you've got mortals, they've got two souls, you've got their hand, which is the higher soul, the
0: thinking soul, you've got the paw, which is the animalistic soul. Yeah, <clears throat> the paw is the soul of the meat. Yeah, you know, like a deer, animals only have a po soul. So the deer soul is its po. Well, the human body, you know, breathing, living, having a heartbeat and stuff—that's your po soul doing that. Yep. Yeah. So when a mortal dies, the po soul stays and guards the body until it's
1: properly put to rest. And well, if it's annoyed, then it turns into a hungry ghost.
0: And... Yep. Zombies.
1: Yeah. Whereas the han soul should go into life and reincarnate. But sometimes it lingers in the underworld and that's how you get him a ghost. So it's yep. a
0: weak form of a spirit, basically. It's a spirit and it's not like <clears throat> insubstantial. It's like they're they're people, you can touch them and everything. Ghost does not mean like a western scooby doo ghost. Like they're they're right there. Yep. And uh was
1: apparently when a ghost's heart gets consumed by the oblivion, they get turned into a spectre. Yep. Once so a they're... ghost tie gets tied to oblivion, that's where they flip. Yeah. So they become the servant of the neverborn. And also we have the specters that lead the cults dedicated to the Neverborn of the Oblivion. They become the Nephraks, which are servants.
0: Yeah, to, uh, there are different classifications of specters. Yeah. And the biggest one before the before the Death Lords showed up were the Nephrac. Basically, Death Lords are, are a more advanced <coughs> version of Nephrak, which is just this completely consumed, void-tainted thing that has no emotions, memories, or feelings tied to being human anymore. It's as if they were never born. They are only servants of the Neverborn.
1: Yeah, so I guess they're like the mouth of Sauron, what they did, yeah. peak for the Neverborn. Before
0: there were abyssals, there were Nefraks. Like that was the shock trooper. Like not the shock trooper. That was like the the big scary thing. Yep.
1: And they generally don't seem to be serving the Death Lords directly. Just going directly to the Neverborns and so yep. So
0: they are prophets. Yep. And... and and why would they serve the Death Knights? The Death Knights are just trumped up uh, Nefrak. Like, I couple I used to say Death Knights, or I think
1: you meant Death Lords. yeah, I mean, Death Lords. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Why would Nephrax <coughs> serve the Death Lords? Death Lords are just named Nephrax with a fancier hat.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe, even maybe the Nephrax are more committed to just being the mouthpiece, whereas the Death Lords actually still have some thoughts of their own.
0: Yeah, they have their own, like, plans and shit.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess there are some other smaller things. Like I've
0: heard some called like nephrite. Or... You're, you're talking yeah. about the little striations and yeah, yeah. different genealogy of ghosts. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. There's there's war ghosts. There's hungry ghosts. There's there's hopping ghost vampires. Yeah. There's ghost bloods. There's nephrax and uh, nephanti and mortrites. Hecaton Chirates, which are kind of kind of like <coughs> behemoths, but kind of not, but also kind of second and third circle souls of the neverborn condensed down. Like there, there's a whole ecosystem, and it's not yeah. quite that important because it changes so drastically from edition to edition.
1: So yeah, generally, I think what we laid out is the most important things you need to know, like ghosts, specters, Nephrax,
0: and yeah, everything else you can just fill in as needed. Essentially, uh, what's another cool thing about, uh, this was, I had, a, I had one more. Oh, most of the terminology for the underworld and exalted came from Wraith, the other white <laughs> wolf property, the good one. Mm-hmm. And Wraith had a property called Orpheus. It was a spinoff. So fucking Neverborn and, uh, in first edition, the, the Neverborn were also called the Malfians. Yeah. Which was very confusing because Malfius was a Malfian. And the, the Yozis and stuff. Like, the terms were all fucking slurred up. Yep. But in, in in Orpheus, the Malthians and the Neverborn were giant ghost continent creatures that lived on the other side of the storm wall in the ghost world. And they were both oblivion-touched. But a Malthian is a very huge ghost that, like, mutated and evolved into a Malthian. And a Neverborn came from before humans existed it never was a human soul it just uh, grew spontaneously from the Grandma oh. and it's the child, and it's a child of Grandma Grandma so these are where these turns and all the specter turns and how specters work and and all that fucking shit came from Orpheus and wraith and Exalted just fucking imported it over and tried to make the titles match.
1: Well, you know, because we have to remember that I think originally Exalted was panned to be like the prequel. to Yes, it was. That's how the advertisements
0: Darkness. put it out. Before there was a World of Darkness, there was an Age of Wonder. There was Exalted. <laughs> yeah. Come now to the lat to the to the second age of man. Yeah. For the third age, whatever they called it, the age of strife. Yeah. So
1: that's why there's so much similarities between those systems. Yeah,
0: it's an awesome thing. Well, oh, good thing that it's still moving away from it.
1: Yes. Maybe.
0: Second Age. Creation is the Second Age, because the First Age is the First Age. Age of Sorrows. That's what the Second Age called.
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh, spooky. Oh no. <clears throat> so yeah, I think that's generally wraps it up. Well, what else do we got for uh, these assholes? Hmm. Well, Labyrinth? How does that work? It's like the wild. Yeah. It's just the wild um i don't know playing abyssals how what's interesting about playing abyssals um abyssals have a really cool gothic underworld you know death <coughs> thing going on it's interesting to play them like they're actually fun once you once you strip away the stupid mm-hmm. abyssals deal with ghosts and the labyrinth and necromancy and uh, the cool thing about abyssals if you fix them is that you know you get to play the darth vader to the emperor palpatine <coughs> which is mm-hmm. neat because the way they're re-fluffing Abyssals is that the Death Lords actually respect them and treat them uh-huh. as a master apprentice. So, you know, getting to play someone who's basically independent, but also has, like, you know, Sauron to go to for advice or, like, further enlightenment or knowledge. And then, you know, maybe doing stuff for him in exchange for that tutelage. Pretty cool. Solars don't have that infrastructure. Yeah. So, I guess, yeah, you have the whole Underworld, which
1: just has all the old stuff just... All the kingdoms,
0: all the weird lore, it's so far like away the from flags. the realm, the realm doesn't even deal with them. Yeah. Um, so you could just spend the entire game in the underworld doing weird shit. Yeah. It's like untapped potential there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, what else is cool? The Death Lords are interesting if you refluff them and fix them. Mm. They can be really cool characters on their own. If you listen to Prince of the Universe, we've had um, <clears throat> three show up. First Forsaken line, and Seven Despair, and the Mask of Winters, and we fixed them so they weren't jokes. Yep, because they're jokes as written, as <laughs> we've said. Uh, what else is great about abyssals? They kind of a vampire motif, like they can like drink blood to gain back essence, and <laughs> uh, you know their children can be ghost children and stuff, like half ghost, half real. They themselves, your, your your biology kind of shuts down when you come into Abyssal, so you're preserved as you look forever like a vampire. <laughs> um, or you can choose to look like how you look <coughs> like in your soul, so you become like a withered <coughs> mummy or like some sort of skeleton monster. So you go from like noble, uh, renaissance looking like dandy, beautiful person, or you can look like Skeletor. Yeah. Whatever you want. King Loric, perhaps? Yeah. King Loric from Diablo? Diablo. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying Skeletor. Yeah! Go through a mirror and punch the mirror behind you to shatter it.
1: Oh, so bad.
0: So, yeah, you know, Abyssals are, are really fun characters to play. They're really interesting. <laughs> they've, they're they a core exalted splat. Like, they, they've been there since the beginning. Yep. And it'd be really interesting to see how their flavors refluff to be good and not atrocious. <laughs> which it has been for the last two editions. Um, Abyssals use soul steel. Which is like a metal that's been alloyed with ghost souls. Yeah. That's their magical material. Ooh, yeah. soul steel. It's spooky, Peter. So bad. Um. It's creepy. They know necromancy. They're really good at necromancy. You know, plumbing tombs and learning how to raise the dead and create giant fortifications made out of bone. It's like playing Death Clock. They're really Death Clocky. Uh-huh. Um, so are infernals, and so are solars. All of the solar types are death in their own way.
1: Uh, so bad.
0: And yeah, you could also be like over the top emo, uh, emo marine stuff if you really want to. Where they're like, they have razor blades and they're crying all the time, and everything's named after blood ravens, and everyone has <coughs> pink hair dye in the tips of their black, raven black hair. You know, if, if you want to be those kind of. Ridiculous emo snowflake characters? Yeah, go for it. That's what Abyssals are there for. They're there for the really stoic, cool stuff, and they're there for the fucking chaffed bullshit, too. These are all invalid interpretations of an Abyssal.
1: Yeah. Whatever Death would want, I guess.
0: Whatever, you know. Fuck Death. Punch Death in the face. You're an Abyssal. You're all-powerful. Yep. You're slightly better at combat than Solars, I think. Perhaps. Just because of the murder. But, uh... Yeah, not much more to say about Abyssals. That's kind of the lowdown on their backstory. And the the place they have in exalted, exalt-type lore. Yeah. Don't seem all that bad. They're good. They just had a rough time. Like everyone else. They're like, every exalt type's like a fucking refugee from a third world war country. Coming into the shores of this new edition where <coughs> they're going to fix their lore and give them a blanket and some warm cocoa. We want hope. Yeah, we, we want hope. We hope that we're going to be fixed. And, like, slooners are over there in a straight jacket, rocking back and forth being like, Krusty is coming. We're going to be saved this time around. Third time's a charm. Uh, maybe. Awesome. Maybe. But uh, Abyssal's definitely haven't gotten the worst of it. Uh, they were fairly powerful, of <laughs> course, for 1st and 2nd edition as far as uh, their write-ups go. They're
1: pretty fine, I guess. Their patrons are fine. And they could appear in games and you could... Sort of those them. games could
0: have an abyssal in it. it; wouldn't be a problem unless you had a DM that was an idiot and thought that abyssals were villains only or could only uh, be destructive influences, and you wouldn't play with those DMs. So it's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you, you wouldn't. wouldn't do that, listener.
1: I guess you literally have much reason to go to the Neverborn themselves and punch them in the face. No,
0: that'd be a be- Neverborns are set pieces. They're they're yeah. the Neverborns. The dark side of the Force, the Death Lords, Emperor Palpatine, and your Darth Vader. Darth Vader didn't go to the dark side of the force. He drew his power from it. Yep. Yeah. Using what he learned from Emperor Palpatine.
1: Yeah. I guess like, the only Neverborn that seems to be more out there would be the Angel of Extinction, which is way. That's a whole
0: of... different thing, yeah. That's, yeah that's, that's totally talented. unique. That, that, that He's not even a Neverborn, basically. Like He is, but not in the way he acts. Yeah, that's. But we'll be covering that eventually. Yeah, now it'll be coming up. And we'll we'll cycle back to the underworld in a future episode, like we will with all the exalt types, because we're talking about the exalt. So we'll cycle back to places, politics, important figures, yeah. future episodes. the and all that. Yeah, it's great to separate them. It's like, what's an abyssal? This episode tells you what it's like. Or if you're in a game where you're doing the underworld, but there's no abyssals. Oh well this is what the underworld's like. It's a great way to organize it. Pretty much. Comes. So uh, I've been Devin. And Peter. And this is sponsored by Nobody, signing off. I
1: believe our future depends powerfully on how well we understand this cosmos, which we float like a boat of dust in the morning sky.